Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week we discuss episodes 14 through 17, continuing our journey through part 2, Battle Tendency. John Wick 2, not John Wick 1. You've done this joke before. Stop it. <laughs> no, it's where there's a contract out on Lupin and everybody's after him. And there are a bunch of weirdo assassins that are trying to get him. And like Jigen fights uh, the sailor guy in the apartment. Oh, it's good. It's great. You need to watch it. Where are you watching it? Crunchyroll. Okay. You can watch it on your weird bootleg site too, probably. Yes. Uh, watch animeonline.io. Is that actually. For however it? long that's still around. Yeah, that is actually it. Oh. Uh, you can go there right now and infect your computer with something real nasty. <laughs> oh, that actually wasn't the one I was going to uh, when I was checking to see if the future JoJo episodes were on it. So I don't know if it's on yours then. <laughs> what the fuck were you going to? I was going to watch cartoononline.something. Which is always the one I see linked. Was it .uk? Because that's a different one. I don't know. You gotta go to I.O. I don't even know what the I.O. stands for. Don't go to I.O.'s. Uh, that's a liability. Going. Look, I got I got a, an anime streaming website. Uh, doesn't appear on any of the search engines. You have to use Tor to get to it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but they got the good stuff. Illegal anime. I'm Larry Davis, uh, entrepreneur, raconteur, man about town. With me today is George Brundle, pervert, scoundrel, (laughs) roused about, pervert. All the above. For however long it is until I'm incarcerated, I will be here. Can't be too much longer. I hope. Nope, so we really need to make it through these episodes. Yep. So this week we are discussing episodes 14 through 17, continuing part two, Battle Tendency. And man, things get weird, even by the show's standard. They do, and then I also kind of get a similar feeling to the uh, Tarkus and Blueford episodes. How's when that? When we hit, like, the training. Uh, 
I don't know. The, the, the training stuff feels like, um, I think filler's too harsh of a word to use, but there is definitely kind of a break in the action and we things get a bit more slow. Actually, it's a good thing you mention Tarkus and Blueford because uh, I was looking up, we'd mentioned last time, I wasn't sure if Von Stroheim was a reference to anything in particular. Turns oh, yeah. out that it's a reference to Eric von Stroheim, not a musician. I don't know why he broke from the tradition for this, but uh, he was a guy that directed, you probably heard of Greed, the like five-hour-long silent film from the 20s. That's, that's an Eric von Stroheim actually, but... joint. Huh. But yeah, I that... mean, he's, he's, done, he's done movie references. And well, a movie reference in the past that at least I'm aware of. So it's not totally out of the ordinary. Who's that? Oh, Brando. Cronenberg. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, too. yeah, yeah, Brando too. Duh. But yeah. Um. And speaking of, I didn't know uh, with Tarkus and Bruford. I thought Bluford was his actual name, and Bruford was just your weird subtitles, like doing. The Japanese literal pronunciation of it Because, you know, L's and R's Turns out, Bruford is the actual name Because that's the last name of the drummer of King Crimson <laughs> And that's great right. Put it up on the board, one point for George And uh, Tarkus, I think, is an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album I think so that's a weird, like, both a historical and a music reference that he did with them. Yeah. There's an added layer that we didn't pick up on the first time. Yep. It's got layers like yeah. onions or ogres. Yeah. Split an ogre open. You tell how old they are by how many rings. Well, that's not true. Yeah, well. Like ogres, they're going to have a lot of rings in there Or hmm. I guess if you think about it There wouldn't be too many Because it'd be like the outer skin Stomach Like that's kind of it I don't know, I'm, I'm not a doctor I just pretend to be one on the internet You could count the spine You could Episode that's still, 14 That's like three <laughs> three rings Three Ring Circus. Yes. Episode 14, what about it? Yeah. Tell me. Oh, we're in Rome now. When in Rome? Joseph is eating black spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yep. Uh, he is horrified by it, but then the waiter kind of convinces him to like try new things, because he might like it. And yeah. now he loves black spaghetti, but it's stained in his lips, so he just looks like he has black lipstick on for this whole scene. Yeah. Jojo's gone goth. Oh yeah. It's gonna start uh, listening to the sees... cure. <laughs> How long until we get a cure reference in the show? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Mm. I can't think of one. Do we need a do we need to start a time until reference thing and take our bets? Because last episode it was when is when is a Johnny Cash reference gonna show up? And you said cannonball I did cannonball run? Uh, steel. <laughs> That's. I mean, is it is that kind the name of part? Okay. Steel Ball Run is kind of Cannonball Run. Uh, I actually <laughs> did look, and I don't think there's a Johnny Cash one 
like nobody named Johnny Cash, but I think it is in either Steel Ball Run or Joe Jolion. There is a stand called Green Green Grass of Home, so <laughs> I'll count that. That's like near right. the end. Well, uh, so Joseph notices uh, a man across from him who is like schmoozing on up with this lady and like just pulling out some really hokey, overly romantic crap to, I guess, just get in her pants. And Jojo can't stand that kind of crap. Like, so much so that he, like, presses the side of his cheeks together like he's Macaulay Culkin and uh-huh. just screams like, Oh, I really hate this guy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. And, no, in fact, before that, he does his Oh, no! <laughs> thing again. Uh, I wrote down that he says, Damn Casanova, I've had it with his caressing and cajoling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so he decides to, like, um, he infuses some of his spaghetti and throws it at this guy. But he just catches it in his fork and then uses Haman to send it back and it pierces the uh, wine glass that Joseph is holding. Yeah, That is when he realizes that this man... Well, when we realize uh, that this man is Zappelli, Caesar, Caesar. Zappelli. Yep, Caesar Zappelli. Yep. And he is Grandson who of... Jojo and Speedwagon came to meet. Yep, uh, grandson of the Zappelli from part one. Will who, as we all know, had a, had a really bad day and got fucking ripped in two. Uh-huh. I mean, by the end of this batch of episodes, Caesar is still alive, so he's uh, yeah. s- stuck it out longer than his grandpa. It's true, he's made it more episodes. Uh, hopefully he does not die by the end of this part. But I don't we'll know. We'll see. I guess we'll find out. So, uh, we also, we, we cut away from this, I think at, at some point, I have marked down here that we see the Speedwagon Institute. Yep, Speedwagon Foundation. Okay, well, mine's mine's this too. Okay, uh, but like they're they're way into the sciences, um, and I really just like this implication that Speedwagon actually cares a whole lot about making the world a better place. Of course he does. He's like Speedwagon. But when we first saw him, like he's just a street tough who's throwing hats at people and just wants to get into fights and rob guys. But he was forced into those circumstances. Then, you know, sure. he he got a good mentor, and then he found a bunch of oil, and so he did what he could to help the world. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I I really like the evolution of Speedwagon's character, like how far he's come that now he's got this big like foundation and he's funding the sciences and like. I really like where Speedwagon is at at this point in the story. Yeah, I mean, you could call it an evolution. You could call it a nonsensical face turn, but sure, either way, you could do that. I prefer to give my man Speedwagon a little bit more credit than that. Yeah, you know, and say that he's grown up. Uh, but oh, they are my keeping little Santana's Speedwagon. Remains... He's gotten so big. <laughs> Oh, Daddy's proud of his little speed wagon. Uh, but Santana's remains are being kept under UV light. Yep. And I think you were telling me you had a note here that I really liked. I, I noted in all caps, INTRODUCE THE SNAKE! <laughs> they send a snake into the UV chamber. 
uh, because they're trying to prove a point that even though Santana's body is basically just a bunch of rocks now, he's not dead uh, because it ends up absorbing the snake that is sent into his little UV chamber. Yeah. And they, I think, theorize that, like, turning to stone doesn't mean a pillar man has died. It's sort of like a hibernative state. Yep. So... They don't know how to kill him, so they just close the shutter on the UV chamber and are like, I guess we just leave him here, man, because like, if he's under the light, he can't do anything. Yeah. Which, as we find out later, is not necessarily the case for Pillarman, but mm. just might be in... It might just be for Santana because he is the weakest of the Pillarman. Yeah. Yeah, because they end up seeing... Um... I don't remember if it's in this episode or the next one. They see a mural that shows all of the. Uh, I think it's in this one. All of the pillar men and they're it's actually like, it's in this same scene. Okay. Yeah. Where they see like, oh man, there are three more pillar men. Check this out. They all have weird horns, and then like at the bottom is Santana, kind of just chilling there. He's just like, it's like he doesn't even. He's write. drawn way smaller too. Yeah. yeah. And he's not even—he's not in a cluster with the rest of them. He's just kind of off to the side. He's drawn worse. He's just waving high like a dope. Yep. Somebody just scribbled him there in a napkin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's not even in the same location as the rest of them. So I just sort of like this idea that he was like that friend that everyone made fun of behind his back. He's the rich (laughs) Evan Pillerman. Like, hey, we need some beer. Let's send Santana. <laughs> Don't worry, man. We'll pay you back. I promise. Um, but we then catch up with uh Joseph and Caesar and San. Uh, I was going to say Santana. Uh, Speedwagon, and they're all together out by a fountain in Rome. And Speedwagon's trying to get the two of these guys to work together, but they hate each other. Yep. Joseph is not fond Joseph of. Un- how Caesar's a big dandy, and uh, Caesar's not. <laughs> That's one fond, way of putting it. Caesar's not fond of JoJo being a, an uncouth brute. Yep. Uh, were those actually just straight up in your subtitles? Nope. Okay, I was going to say then you yours are objectively getting better than mine if that's what they use to describe them. No. That's just me. Uh, I'm just editorializing. Okay. Well. Uh, but Zabelli says that JoJo's Haman is so weak he could not even beat up this woman that he is inexplicably schmoozing up against now. Like, I don't know where he pulled this lady out of. Like, he just produced her out of thin air. Ladies love cool Caesar. Oh, yeah. And so JoJo, like, throws some shade back, and he's like, well, I bet you couldn't beat up, like, these pigeons that are standing next to me. Yeah. A really uh, so, good insult, I guess. Yeah, I think JoJo just like was fucking dumbstruck by what Sapelli said and just sort of looked around for like the first thing that he could see. I I bet you couldn't beat uh, this lamp, JoJo. <laughs> like do you Austin. actually think he couldn't beat this lamp, or are you just looking around it, saying whatever you see? I was going to say it almost sounds like an Austin Powers bit, like the camera's just panning to different objects like, uh, crepe, uh, teacup, uh, doorknob. Mountain. 
Speedwagon. <laughs> he could absolutely beat Speedwagon. I really would have liked it if instead of pigeons it was just, oh yeah, well I bet you could have beat up Speedwagon. Those pigeons have a better shot than Speedwagon. Let's be real. <laughs> Speedwagon's head, still split open, still barely held together with bandages. Yeah, so... he has a new hat though. He's got his he fedora on. Yeah. You know, his last hat probably got ruined when he got kicked in the noggin. So. Yeah. But we both know, Speedwagon's got a hat for every day, every mood. Yep. A man of many hats. That's right. Speedwagon is very cultured. Uh, uh so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's an oil man, Larry. Yeah, he drinks our milkshake. Yep. So Zapelli puts uh, Haman into this woman... Yep. Through a kiss, and then she just kicks Joseph's ass. <laughs> she gives him like a flying butt bump at one point. <laughs> yeah. She fucks him up real good. Um and then I so I'm trying to remember how this kind of plays out. Uh oh, it's she beats it's him that, and then Caesar it... goes to smooch her, and then a pigeon erupts from her mouth. So I thought that that happens after he uses his bubble launcher the first time. Oh, yes. Yeah, he does demonstrate that he has this sick Hamon move, which is the bubble launcher. He sends a whole bunch of bubbles, and they have the Hamon energy. Yep. Uh, the bubbles can trap somebody, and we find out later they can also just carve chunks out of a man. Yeah. Doesn't really... Doesn't seem to use that that much, though. Nope, uh, he uses it, like, once. Yep. So anyway, yeah, Pigeon shoots out of this woman's mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then I have written down here that Joseph calls him a shameless Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wrong. So they... No, no, not at all. But he, so... The, the Pigeon is what ends up sort of defeating... Zapelli in this this little fight that they're having, but it's still sort of a draw. Like Joseph got bubbled, Zapelli got pigeoned, so they're now like begrudgingly working together. Uh, yeah. They're playing cards and they're trying to cheat each other. Caesar's just like pigeoned again. <laughs> I keep falling for it. But yeah, Jojo Pigeon, just has one weakness. <laughs> he just has a sleeve full of cards. Like, it's not even like he kept one or two aces in there. It's just like he just empties a full fucking sleeve deck. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Caesar's just got, like, a mirror tied to his shoe very obviously. Yep. And he's like, what are you using that mirror for? And that's a point where Zapelli really should have been like, uh, duh, I use it to look up skirts. So, and... yes, Zapelli's totally using that to look up skirts. Because do you know how far you would have to crane your foot around the table to actually use that mirror to look at someone else's cards? Yeah, that's a good point. He, his heel would be directly in Joseph's crotch. Yeah. You didn't yeah. think of that, did you? Joseph didn't think of that. No. Zapelli didn't in think of that. In other words, 
In other words, Zappelli, no, no, my point is Zappelli did think of it. Zappelli was not trying to cheat him at cards. He's just a pervert. That mirror is totally for looking up his skirts. That had nothing to do with that card game. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. This was a good cover for him, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> It is a good cover, and I made an airtight argument. Completely unrelated. I came to this creep's defense on today, April 15th. Make a note of it. A regular Phoenix Wright. (laughs) So they're waiting for a German uh, security officer to show up and take them down to see the other three pillarmen who are still trapped inside stone. And, um... This is one of the bits that makes me feel a little weird about part two because Zappelli is very overtly friends with this literal Nazi. I actually thought he was not actually a Nazi, that he was just like sneaking them in. My thing makes a point of saying that no, he is a German security officer working with the Nazi detail outside of the Pillarman huh. underground facility thing that they got going on. Yeah. And that when he's on leave, he's going to go back and marry his girlfriend that Zappelli had hooked him up with. Oh, and hey, Which, you know, that's that's always a good sign. Yep. Oh, he, he uh, even shows him a picture of her. Like, that's, you know, if you just say, yeah, I'm going back home to my girl after this is over, there's at least a chance you might survive if you show a picture in a locket. Nope, that's it. You're done. Yeah, no, there's a bit later where they're walking down the steps and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm two days from retirement. (laughs) Yeah. It's completely unprompted. Yeah. Uh, But Merkel is... I I get that Zappelli is Italian and Italy was working with the Nazis at that point in time because the show even, even brings it up. Still kind of feel weird about, like, Nazis in this thing being represented as allies. Well, I mean, for one thing, uh, there's going to be more of that. Two, I guess I can kind of understand it if you look at it as, like, most of them didn't really have a choice. And, like, it sort of gets into the thing of, like, well, they're just following orders, and that's still not great. But... Yeah, well, you know who else followed orders, Larry? Nazis. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Hold on a second. <laughs> but, but the point is that many of them could have just been uh, members of the German army before the Nazis took power. And just kind of ended I, up it... in the situation. I, it still just feels so weird to me. Yeah. I'm just like it's not killing my enjoyment of this thing, but it's definitely it's like the it's like the whole thing with how Poco's sister didn't even have a name and you see Arena for all of like ten minutes. Yeah. Where it's like it's not dragging like I'm still able to enjoy this thing. It definitely still stands out as being kinda weird. Like it's not it's noticeable. It's noticeable. It's problematic, you could say. Yeah. Anyway. Other people who have problems in this show, the Nazis, because the Pillarmen are waking up even though they are under UV light. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, specifically, a hole opens up in who we later know to be Wamu. Yep. Uh, like right Wham-moo. in the middle of his forehead. Yeah. And we have another really good instance of a German soldier going like, I'm just going to stick my eyeball <laughs> right up in here. Just get a real good look. Just peep around inside this man's head hole. Head like a hole. <laughs> yeah. How long did it only get nine and nails reference? Mm, what do we I get a character know. named Resner? That's a good question. I mm. haven't seen any as far as I've gotten, so not sure. I'm I'm putting down for part six. Okay. That's my prediction. Whenever the end of that six, comes out, yep. twenty twenty two. You'll find out uh, 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. So he gets stabbed in the eye, and then um, it's he gets, like, ripped up. And there's a, a bit where, uh, like, he's just spraying um, blood and guts all over the UV lights. Yep, I wrote down the quote, He's coating the UV lights with blood and brains. And mine was, he's blocking the lights with blood and gore. I like brains. I do too. So, this blocks out all the UV light, and Wamu is able to emerge from the wall, and then he just starts human centipeding these soldiers' hands together. Yeah. <laughs> just zips between He's... them and merges their hands together somehow. Yeah, and then he pokes one of them at one end of the chain, and they all just start to melt in sequence. Yeah. He never does this again with anything else either. Really? Uh, as far as seems I remember. Like a, that seems like a really good power, man. I don't know why you wouldn't use that like all the time. I don't know. Well, I mean, his sandstorm thing is kind of his main deal. That's true. Uh, which, as we all know, a reference to Darude Sandstorm. Which totally came out at the time that this comic was written. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So they all turn to mush. And our group arrives to find... Or actually, no, there's... um. There's a bit where, like, Whamu does some pose and he says his name and then says, Awaken my masters and gently taps the other two pillar men. And mm-hmm. then they all do a sick pose as they come alive. Yeah, they make poses like the Ginyu Force. <laughs> yeah, they do. And yeah, he goes, Wamu! <laughs> but uh, so all three Pillar Men have woken up, and uh, our our group arrives to find that shit has gone horribly wrong. And as the three Pillar Men are... are Leaving this chamber, one of them shoulder checks Merkel and just takes off like like half of this boy's body. Yep. It just like walks through him like it ain't no thing. Yeah, uh, as they they I wrote down here, they're paying as much attention to the German boy they just killed as a man would pay to an ant he just stepped on. Yep. Yeah, he, in mine it was something like, uh. He killed him just like he stepped on an ant, or yeah, it was very similar. Yeah, brevity is the soul of JoJo. 
so well no <laughs> as you're going to find out just, in part three <laughs> what i just said is patently false uh so they're tending to merkel who is going through the longest death scene for a man with half a body this side of like frieza chopping himself in two or you know zapelli in part one i guess yeah there is precedent for uh, this there, there is. Yeah, you could survive without half a body for... Look, you could grow back like a lizard in the JoJo universe, probably. I mean, if Sapelli hadn't transferred his life energy to JoJo, who knows, he could still be around. Yeah. No, I heard if you have half of a Sapelli and you put it in like a, uh, in a in a potter and you just water it a little bit, he'll grow the other half back. Yeah. Then uh, you can keep like... using the Sapelli as much as you want. You don't have to go to the store anymore. Uh-huh. Just like an octopus. Just take off what you need. Yeah. Um, I was mostly like like a head of lettuce because that's about what I think of the original Zapelli. I mean, it wasn't okay. it wasn't playing with a full deck, not like Joseph who keeps a full deck up his sleeve at all times. Yeah. So, uh Wham kneels before his masters and it is explained that their leader Cars Cars once uh, yep wants the redstone of aja uh which aja. when placed into minus do, aja well that's how it's spelled but they say aja well i'm saying aja <laughs> all right sure so it's, uh, it's all right aja. redstone of, of aja uh which when placed into a particular stone mask with a huge gaping hole in the head will grant them untold powers uh also the other one of these guys is named acdc uh-huh so it's, it's I'm guessing your subtitles just have it as actually AC slash DC. Absolutely, but, yes. But is it's spelled E S I D I S I, but it's still pronounced S C D C, so you know, whatever. I I I laughed until my stomach hurt <laughs> and yep. I had to go to the bathroom because I was sick, uh, because Whamu, I could see that being a name. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Cars. That's, that definitely can be a name. Then it's just motherfucking AC slash TC in my nope. subtitles. I'm like, you're not even trying, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, SCDC, you can at least see as being like a Mayan name, but... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Even these guys also... They still don't actually pronounce it like SCDC. They do just say SCDC. Yep. The world of SCDC. Yeah. As I had written down. Um, so they are all leaving, and while this is happening, Cars steps in Wham's shadow. I'm sorry, Whamu, and Whamu instinctively attacks. And then Cars explains that over two thousand years, he forgot that Whamu does this, and he apologizes. And I've written down here that Cars seems very nice, just like an all-around good guy. Yeah, Cars is all right. Yeah, ACDC is uh, he's, he's messed up. Oh no, AC. Yeah, no, he's got some shit going on. And also, I wrote under that, dude, Merkel is still dying. Yep. I should mention, I love the Japanese voice actor for ACDC. He's oh, great. Man, I do too. He sounds, yeah. sounds like Larry Fine or something. Like, like a <laughs> Japanese deep-voiced Larry Fine. I love it. it. ACDC gets a lot of time to shine in the last of this set of episodes. Yeah, shine's one word for it. Yeah, no, he's got the shine, man. 
project his grotesque features is another way to describe it. Yeah. So Merkel finally expires, and now Zapelli and Joseph are enraged because their literal Nazi friend just died. <laughs> and so they're going to attack the Pillarmen. Right, and that is episode Nazi. 14. Yeah, yeah, no. And this really weird German roundabout. boy. Like the Sorry, roundabout, say that again? The really weird roundabout. Like it comes in at a weird spot and it doesn't sound quite right because it's like from a part later in the song. And it Are happens you sure you're a couple not of times. Of the the episode after this because I no. had specifically noted in fifteen that there is a more down tempo version of Roundabout. It, it is there too, but also here because I wrote okay. here for fourteen weird Roundabout, and then at the end of fifteen I've written another weird Roundabout. I want to say that mine was just normal roundabout. Uh, no, I wonder if wasn't. yours was maybe changed for the Blu-ray. Doubt it. You just okay. didn't notice. You're I, unobservant. I maybe didn't. I maybe did not notice. But there, there is definitely is in the episode that follows like a very down tempo. That song's like twelve minutes long, so there's like a lot of points that they could pull from in roundabout. Yeah, the second one I think specifically is just like the end of the song. I want to say that there was another episode where they did just specifically use the end of the song, but but yeah. Maybe anyway, this one out. Okay, whatever. Episode fifteen. Read from your book. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I gotta remind you. You almost forgot to do that at the end of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost. Let's see, thirteen. It's fine. Nobody can tell that you edited it back in. Nobody can tell. Quiet. I don't think anyone I was proud of that edit. Uh, <laughs> episode 14, Ultimate Warriors from Ancient Times. Director Suda says, This is the episode where Caesar first appears. I thought he was great from the moment I saw the storyboards. While editing the episode, I had this feeling it was going to turn out great. Takuya Sato, the actor who plays Caesar in the Japanese version, really got into the role. I wanted to show more about Joseph and Caesar's relationship, so I revived a scene cut from the screenplay at the storyboarding stage. It was the scene where Joseph tries to cheat at cards against Caesar. Good job, Suda. Glad you got that back in there. Oh yeah. Fight to for what you believe in, Suda. Mm -hmm. Toshiyuki Kato, the storyboard artist and director for this episode, was marvelous. The way he ramped up the tension with Mark's death was great. But there is also the way that Joseph Joseph's lips were stained black after eating squid ink pasta and the flecks of ink that spray after Jojo sucks the pasta out of the pierced glass. Those little touches were great. I liked how Caesar was an homage to his grandfather Zapelli. He wears a hat with a checkered rim, and he can pose in midair and land on a chair in the exact same pose. Ha 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 ha. Mr. Iwanami, the sound director, was very particular about how the final scene led into the ending theme. I think he pulled it off perfectly. See? It does mention it. Well, gosh. Eat it. Suda making a fool of me. Again. <sighs> Happens once an episode. Episode 15. Uh, Jojo and Sapelli. We, we pick up, like, exactly where we left off. Um... And Zapelli's like rushing Whamu and steps in his shadow and prepares to bubble him. Yep, commence to bubbling. Yep, because there's no way that won't go horribly wrong for him. Nope, 
Uh, I wrote here, Caesar gets his face all cut to heck. <laughs> because Very he does. Blind. Yeah, um... Uh... He basically tries to to lay out a bunch of bubbles that he's going to, like, crash into Whamu at once. Uh, but Whamu just me. starts whipping his head around. Oh, yeah. How long until we get a crash into me reference in, uh, in uh, JoJo's? There's probably a guy named Dave Matthews somewhere in there. This is going to keep happening every time you free associate with a song or a band. You know and what? I just want to let you know you have the power to stop this. Uh, okay, you know, I'll tell you right now. In uh, Jojolian, I think it is. There is a stand called Born This Way. So there you go. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> the knowledge that you'll never see that animated in your lifetime. You know, Lady Gaga is a motherfucking JoJo character come to life. Pretty much. I mean, you look at those Part Five characters, and she'd fit right in. Yeah, man. All right. So he starts whipping around these little tassels on his on his headpiece, and he pops all of the bubbles just with the vortex of whipping them around really quickly. Yeah, not even the actual things themselves, just the absence of air created by them moving. Yep. Uh, and then Zapelli starts doing the typical hero stuff of like, oh, you killed my friend. Oh, losing an eye won't stop me. And Whamu just starts going like, man, I've heard that like so many times. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, boring. Yeah, great. You're going to kill me, whatever. But then Jojo has a special weapon. Here it is. You've been waiting for it. Yep. A pair of clackers. Clackers. He bonks himself in the head with them almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Zapelli like, over here going like, Jojo, you be acting a fool. I like how they are custom clackers with J's on them. Uh-huh, you had enough time to go get the monogram before they went down? Yep. Well, he probably <laughs> has carried those around with him forever. He's very uh, proficient yeah, maybe. with them. Sure, just like he carried around a dress weirdly fitted to his body size. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a Tommy gun. Well, that's just Joseph, man. If you're on the streets of New what York. What kind of man he is. Yeah, hey. Concealed carry. I wrote down here that there's a bit where he starts singing, I've been working on the railroad in Japanese, and yep. that was super weird to hear. Yep. Same melody, but in Japanese. Yeah, now he keeps the same exact melody, but all Japanese words. That's afterwards, and which... though, he, that JoJo does use... Klaka Hamon Voli. And yeah. It doesn't do much. And I wrote that then the pillar men are just like, whatever, we out. Yep. Uh, Wham contorts his body a lot to dodge the clackers I had, I had wrote down. Yeah. So we, we established he's got the same contortion powers as Santana does. Yep. Um, also, want to say with, with the I've been working on the railroad thing before we move uh, completely away from it. For a show that has a lot of these characters just speaking in English, I'm really not sure what the decision was to not just have them sing that in English. Yeah. That is weird. Like, is that also a popular folk song in Japanese? I don't think that it is. I don't know. I cannot fathom why that would be a popular song in Japan. Because, I mean, if you look at why that song exists... Yeah. 
I mean, it could have you know, transferred over somehow. I don't know. We'll never know either, because I'm not going to remember to look it up. Nope, me either. So the clackers uh, that Joseph infused with Haman, um, or no, I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself in my notes here. Uh, it was that Whammy was like super impressed by like Joseph Clacker attack that he gives Joseph uh, one minute to fight with him, but he also slashes his wrist down to the artery, which also only gives Joseph one minute to live. Mm-hmm. This is like five minutes into the episode. This is the longest single minute I think I've ever witnessed in fiction. Is this is that after he does the magic trick with the clackers? I'm trying to remember. My notes got a little I, sloppy here because so much stuff happens. Because I think that's Very how cool. he wounds Whamu. Basically, he's like, hey, we got this thing here in America. Uh, you guys have been asleep a while, but magic is really cool. Check it out. Uh, look, my hands are empty. And, of course, he just has the clackers, like, uh, attached oh, yeah, to his yeah. fingers behind him. And then he whips one out and hits him. And uh, Yes, wrote, that, that does happen. Jojo is the first person to scar Whamu's beautiful face. <laughs> and, yeah, he is very impressed by that. So then, yes, he does this. Yeah, uh, what what confused me is in my notes after here, I had I had written down that Joseph does an attack where the clackers go past Whamu, but because they are infused with Haman, he's able to recall them. And yes. so then, like the clacker flies back and just like cleaves off part of uh, of Whamu's head. Mm, yes. I specifically wrote here the clackers are infused with Haman so Jojo can recall them and one happens to knock the top of Whamu's dome off. Okay. Yeah, I also kind of don't remember the exact sequence of weird things that happened here. Yes, cuz it's it's a lot of weird things condensed into a very short span of time like this is all just one after the other. Yeah. Thanks for the snaps. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's jazz. Uh, this is also when Wemu shows off his divine sandstorm move, which he does by rotating <laughs> both of his arms in opposite directions super fast. I had, I had wrote down here, I'm going to walk at you while swinging my arms around, and if you get hit, <laughs> it's your fault. Yep. The classic Millhouse move. <laughs> Wemu, the Millhouse of the Pillarman. Actually, I'm sorry, that's totally Santana. <laughs> Yeah. Everything's coming up, Santana. He says <laughs> while he's in his UV bombing dome. So he swings his arms around, he creates his vortex, and Joseph is now trapped in the vortex. Yeah. Uh, which tears him up, like, real bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so Joseph is now down, and Whamu will not allow Caesar or Speedwagon to leave alive. Because he saw him, they saw him get shamed, basically. Uh, and there's a really good bit that Joseph does here where he just keeps playing dead, and then every time Whamu turns around, he just gets up and tries slinking away. Yeah. Like playing red light, green <laughs> light with him. Yeah. And Whamu just keeps turning around and go like, hmm, I thought I saw something move. And then turns around again like it's a fucking Looney Tunes bit. It's just a box. 
Uh, yeah, but so, he does eventually make it to a minecart. Uh, Caesar and Speedwagon just think that he's like going to try to run away. Uh, uh-huh. But Whammy sees this and jumps on them to the cart to finish him. But Jojo pulls the lever and the two of them speed away, which reveals that his intention the entire time was to give Caesar and Speedwagon the chance to escape. The minecart ruse, the classic. Yes, he has two more ruses while in the cart, and neither of them work out too well for him. Nope. He's got uh, uh, a stick of dynamite behind his back, lit with also the longest fuse I have ever seen. Yep. Again, all this is happening in the span of like a minute. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, because I think the show forgot, that Joseph is bleeding out from the wrist. Yeah. A, like a literally, I, I think that they forgot, because I don't think it's ever actually brought up again. Uh, yeah... Yeah, as I don't think they heal him or anything. No, I there's no sequence in this where they're healing Joseph, even though like they both can use Haman and Haman is able to heal people. But yeah, I don't I don't ever see him use it. So yeah, maybe it was cut out. But yeah, so show. so Wham Whamu uh, predicts that you know, oh, what are you going to try to do, you simp? Like blow me up with some dynamite, or like maybe stop the cart so we go flying off. Wham just decides to like pull the lever anyway and send them flying out because I guess he thinks that's a hoot. Yeah, he's not wrong. No, it is pretty funny. It seems like a lot of yeah. No, it's it's a good gag. Uh, but as they uh. As they land, uh, Whammy is basically ready to finish uh, Joseph off. Joseph is just on the ground. He's got, like, no options left to him. Uh, but he does have, like, one last plan, and it's to appeal to Whammy's honor. Which uh, is he says that in one month's time, he will become idea. stronger than Whammy and will provide him a true fight, uh, which begins to intrigue Whammy. And then he also says that because he was the first human to scar him, the only way for Ramu to reclaim his honor is to beat him in a fair fight. Yeah. I mean, he could have just beaten him there and it would have been pretty fair, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that was a fair fight. So. It's also at this point, I guess, like, by the way, when they get knocked off, that ACDC goes over and picks up the dynamite and swallows <laughs> it just as a goof. Yeah, like a duck. Yeah, he's just like, nope. And explodes like a cartoon. Just blows up in his stomach, just like puffs out, goes back yep. in. Yep. He's just like, ah. oh man. Yeah. So, Whamu is very fond of Joseph. He says as much. Uh, so fond, in fact, that he is essentially going to marry this dude in a really mm-hmm. weird way. Uh, he wants to ensure that Joseph's not going to run away in one month's time. So he takes a. Th- a little thing called the the wedding ring of death and puts it around his aorta. Yep. And says that in one month's time, if he does not claim the antidote from Whamu's uh, lip ring, it will dissolve and will seep a, a poison into his body that will kill him. Yeah. And then and uh, ACDC also decides to get on the, get in on the action and is like, okay, I have another one of these rings. I'm going to put it around your throat. And then uh, you have to get the antidote from my nose ring. And then Cars is like, would you two stop fucking around, please? (laughs) Yeah, he's just standing up there like, uh... 
It's like, I get why you dumbasses are doing this, but remember, we have stone plans. We need to go get the stones. Can you come with me to get the stones? We have actual things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Should so, be noted, neither Whamu or ACDZ actually think that Joseph is going to come back. Yeah, which is, you know... But I mean, he does. He does end up fighting one of them at least before yeah. these episodes are done. Yeah, but like so. during that, although AC, ACDC's like, "Wow, man, I didn't think you would actually show up." Well, it, which is also weird because he didn't show up. ACDC came to him. True. Uh, true. He just kind of. happens to be where ACDC needs to be, which is why their fight takes place. But yeah. that's getting ahead of ourselves. Because uh, right now, Joseph is kind of like, man, fuck. <laughs> it's another fine I mess I've gotten go myself like into. Uh, you had wrote down his his line in your version of it, oh, which yeah. was different from mine. It says, guess I'm a polygamous now, damn it. And mine was, I got two of them. Do I look like a damn polygamist or something? <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, both both good lines. So, uh, Zapelli's actually really impressed by Joseph, and he agrees to train with him, and then we get our more, our more down-tempo version roundabout, and that is episode 15. Yep. Yeah, again, as I mentioned, I wrote another weird roundabout. It's, uh, it's like It'll another make you 48 out hours. Episode 15, A Hero's Proof. Director Suda says, Joseph and Wamu's exchange was kind of hilarious. Ha ha ha. We had an amazing cast to play the Pillar Men in Japanese, but I didn't know whether they would match the series' unique style. I was a little worried. I got the feeling that the actors Mitsuru, Mr. Otsuka, Mr. Fujiwara, and Mr. Inoue, who played Wamu, ACDC, and Cars respectively, quite enjoyed the challenge of our high demands. They even gave us feedback and said things like, shouldn't it be more like this? They were all quite enthusiastic about their acting, so it was a pleasure to record. Wait, isn't it bad for voice actors to be, like, giving their own line readings or something? Like, shouldn't they know uh... their place? <laughs> wow. You know, do what you're told. Get in there, say your lines, get out. Jesus Christ. Well, voice um, actors, they're it, barely human. It's... Oh, Jesus Christ. You've seen Terry Baker. Alright, fair point. You made a good argument. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends at what point in the production they were recording their lines. I would have to assume that they were recording stuff before the actual episodes were being... Like, before animation was being finalized. Well, it's also anime where they just add a couple of extra mouth flaps and that's it. Yeah. That's exactly most of the time it doesn't done. even match the Japanese, so eh. Yeah, sure. Anyway. One of the highlights is Wamu's Divine Sandstorm. I think we created a cool effect. Fumiaki Kota, who is in charge of the cool boxing scene in episode one between Jonathan and Dio, was in charge of animating this scene too. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe Taizo Yoshida, the storyboard artist, was just the perfect match for this episode, but we didn't have to make many adjustments. We're very lucky he's so skilled and reliable. Good job, Taizo Yoshida. I think that's the guy that did um the the Dio Jonathan 
episode that we mentioned looked really good. The one where Suda was like, oh, yeah. hey, good thing we got someone good at drawing. <laughs> we decided to hire an actual animator for this one. Anyway. So, episode 16 opens, Joseph and Caesar are now in Venice. Venice. Italy. Venice. Mamma mia. That's a spicy meatball. Spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. Other Italian things. Take the gun, leave the cannoli. Leave the gun. Take Gabagoo. the cannoli. Gabagoo. So Caesar uses the ripple on a glass of water so it doesn't drain when held upside down and then tosses it to Joseph and instructs him to hold the water, but it spills out. Yeah. Uh, and he says that what Joseph is doing is he's releasing Haman through his whole palm, uh, whereas Caesar releases it only through his fingertip. Uh, their power is equal, but a smaller hole in a water gun makes it shoot further. There's a certain amount of logic to that. Yeah. Uh, so they now need to go meet uh, Zapelli's master. Uh, and Joseph reveals here that there's two words he hates the most, labor and effort. <laughs> okay, My, mine are better. He says, my least favorite word is work. My second least favorite is try. <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, but so they they go out to find a gondola to get to the island where uh, Zapelli's master can be found, uh, and they are tap attacked by a very dapper-looking woman who uses Haman to smack Joseph around. And in true anime fashion, because she's wearing a mask, they have no idea it's a lady. Yeah, even though she definitely has very feminine curves. Yep. Especially in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where feminine curves at this point in time is anything that is not a super fucking buff dude. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that doesn't look like they came straight out of a Choaniki game. <laughs> so Joseph is like flung onto the water, but he can use Haman to walk on the water kind of clumsily. Yeah. And, uh,. The woman says that she is impressed that he can do that nevertheless, given he doesn't have any training. She takes off her mask and says that her name is Lisa Lisa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is Caesar's master, and nothing is known about her past. Cult jam, nowhere to be seen. Nope. Um, I mentioned this to you, but every time I think of Lisa Lisa, I just think of that bit from Frisky Dingo with Nermal. Yeah. So every time they say her name in my head, it's just playing back as normal saying Lisa Lisa. It's a terrible, terrible brain injury you have. This is, yes, I've, I have an infliction, a sickness of the mind. An infliction, as you call it. <laughs> if you zoom in on Speedwagon's gaping head wound, it's just that scene from Frisky <laughs> Dingo playing. <laughs> It's like one of those parts where it zooms in on Homer's head and it's playing a cartoon <laughs> from the 30s. It's an old Betty Boop short going on in Speedwagon's brain the entire time. Yep, Clarabelle the cow on an island playing a ukulele. <laughs> anyway, Lisa uh, so, Lisa has an interesting yeah. training regimen for them. Oh, yes. Um... The first thing she does is she slaps on a a kind of like gas mask on Joseph yeah. and says that he needs 
relearn how to breathe. Uh, and I written down here, um, if you fail to maintain rhythm, then the mask will suffocate you. If you walk without rhythm, you won't attract the the worm. If you uh-huh. walk without rhythm, then you'll never learn. Yeah. yeah I wrote line down for line, this... how it is in my subtitle. I did not change anything. <laughs> I wrote down that uh, JoJo at this point should be saying, Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. It's a very good impression. <laughs> I bet it is. I'll take your word for it. I You'll was hear born it later. in the darkness. You'll hear what I heard. <laughs> no, I won't. We both know you don't listen to these things. Nope. I just put in <laughs> music from the mask whenever possible, and that's it. Um. So, oh god, it, there's this portion right after that. I I wrote down that Joseph thinks Lisa Lisa is cute, so I guess like she's going to be his love interest. Kind of. Um, and then we get a quick cut back to Speedwagon, who's with Rena, and he just thinks to himself, like, man, Chocho would beat the shit out of me if I told her about these wedding rings. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. Granny Arena, uh, has a bit of a temper. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Joseph and Caesar are quickly thrown into their first day of training and have to overcome the Hell Climb Pillar. Hell Climb Pillar. Yes, there's a lot of... That name is spoken in English a lot. Yeah. And with just as much gusto every single time. Yep. Uh, it is a tower with a giant pillar on the inside of it, and there's a lake of oil at the bottom, and oil is flowing down the pillar, and they have to climb it, climb to the top of the pillar using only Haman and their hands. Uh, the pillar will reject anything else. Yep, Jojo tries to get around it by uh, doing something that's actually very smart by his standards. Very like smart, but also shirt. motherfucking impossible. Y- y- yeah. <laughs> he, like, rips off his shirt and somehow makes, like, a rope with it that stretches all the way around this giant pillar and this, tries this to use that to climb up. This pillar is so massive that it would maybe be, like, 10 to 15 men arm to arm all the way around it, but his shirt is somehow able to cover this distance. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, JoJo-sized men, too, not just, like, a normal, regular human being. I'm talking about one of these monstrosities. Yeah. Also, I'm, I don't think that's specifically, like some sort of mystical thing with the pillar that it rejects it, because Lisa no, Lisa no, no. herself just cuts it with a knife and it's like nah man don't do that yeah That's cheating stop stop cheating uh yeah I, i'm just i'm bringing that up because that is the terminology that lisa lisa uses yes. she warns them that it will reject anyone in theory doesn't yeah yeah but it's in practice it's mostly just her throwing knives yeah she's good at it she hit she hit that shirt from like the all the way at the top and yeah. how far up was it I didn't write that down. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. It's really tall. Um, Yes, it's a big tower. You'll have to trust us on this one. Uh, But he... uh, Caesar is making his way up it. He's expelling Haman through his hands and kind of like suction cupping his way up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if he loses even a little bit of concentration, he'll fall and he will lack the energy to start again. So it means death. 
and uh, we know that many people have tried to climb this tower before or this pillar and have died in the process. Yep. I assume their bodies are just like floating around under the surface of the oil down there. Oh, sure. Um So uh there's I think a bit after Joseph gets cut down where he is just yelling like you'll like let me out of here though, right? Like if I don't make it you're just going to let me out, you wouldn't let me die, and then realizes by the look in her eyes, she will definitely leave him to die. Uh-huh. And that is the scene where we get the Duran Duran album cover shot. That's just like yes. all the squares, like concentric squares coming in over the shot of Lisa Lisa. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. I... Had screen captured that one too because it is just a really, really great shot. Like the coloration in it is fantastic, just the way it is framed. There's a lot of really good, unique cuts when characters are inner monologuing. I've said that before. I will maintain that because it continues to get better. Yep. So, uh, Joseph realizes by watching Caesar that the only way to climb is to expel Haman through his fingertips. Uh, because he thought his like palms would support more of his weight, but it doesn't really work out. So now he's Spider-Manning his way up this pillar. Like, he's starting to get the hang of it. And we hear that 24 more hours have passed. Uh, Caesar is 18 meters up, and Jojo is 16 meters up. Yes, and that's... It's like a third of the way or something? Maybe half? I think they're nearing the top... Uh, because this is about when Joseph notices the crack in the pillar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like half. Maybe like two-thirds yeah. or something. But there's like this little crack that he thinks he could like stick his fingers in and like rest for a moment, but he triggers a switch. Mm-hmm. And then like a, a sheet of oil begins to expel out of the pillar a few feet above them. And Caesar tests the pressure of the oil by touching it with a with a pin, and it slices the pin in half. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, "Well, shit! Like, we can't get through there." But Caesar is uh, very good at Hemon control, and he's yeah. able to both use Hemon in his feet and in his hands at the same time to both push himself off the pillar through the oil, also using the Hemon in his hands to. Like pierce through the oil And sort of give him a barrier to get through I Yeah think that's so they have mentioned He's using two opposing Types of Haman Because yeah. at his fingertips he's using Haman To expel something And then at his feet he's using it to bind Himself to something Yeah uh, But he makes it through And then he kind of just like looks back and is like Man, I'm worried about Jojo because I he's going to do something super dumb. Because that's just, Joseph is so stupid he's going to get himself killed. Also, he's the like, thing you know, I, I did I was really hard and he does not have the skill to do that. Yeah, and so he's pleading with Lisa Lisa. He's like, look, just call it off and save him because he's going to die. And she's like, nope. Uh, yep. Uh, Joseph, sure enough, does something stupid, but it in true Joseph Joestar fashion, works out for him. He adheres to the oil and just starts spinning around it uh-huh. until he 
gets flung to the outer edges where the pressure of the oil is at its weakest, and then he's able to slip up through and then catch himself on the outer wall of the tower. Yeah. But then he also uh, but... kind of finds that to be a bit of a problem because the angle on that is even steeper than on the pillar. Because the pillar is yes. getting wider as it goes to the top. And also he's completely out of energy now. Yep. So uh, Zapelli manages to catch him before he falls and then uh, realize that he is also out of energy to pull him back up. And there's a little portion of this that I quoted that says, 10 seconds later, after saying, don't let go 13 times, Joseph reaches the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it mentions that to get out, it took them 61 hours. Yep, uh, just burning the time on those wedding rings, man. I, I don't... What? How? Did, how did, they had to use the bathroom? Did they... What'd they do? Just pee into the oil. Well, I mean, they would have had to have done a number two. As long as you're not, like, climbing directly underneath the pelly. <laughs> oh, oh, no, but JoJo was. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> There's worse things than oh. bodies in the oil down there. Now, they used Taman to keep all their doo-doos inside of them. It was fine. Okay, sure, why not? Yeah. Look, as I bring up every episode, maybe we should all be like Speedwagon and just stop questioning it. Just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should probably just relax. Yep, that joke will never get old. We're just going to do it every single episode of this podcast. At this point, I should just cut out that part of the Mystery Science Theater theme song and drop it in. Yeah, you know, you really should. Um, but, uh, we get to the very top, and Joseph starts talking about how he's going to pay Lisa back, which includes stripping for her, or pinching her nose. I like that in in JoJo's... (laughs) I like that in JoJo's simplicity, and... JoJo's two things. He is a simp, and he is a creep. And so, like, his two modes of revenge are to creep on this woman or do something really benign, like pinch her nose. Yeah. It... I don't get it. Sexual sexual harassment or just <laughs> pinching her nose a little bit. The trajectory between these two forms of revenge is... Ah. I mean, you'll know this, but that's how they got Harvey Weinstein. He was pinching noses all over the place. Oh. Uh. Yeah, you're gonna let me pinch your nose or you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> you remember you remember when Louis C.K. locked the door to his dressing room and started pinching <laughs> that woman's nose? Bill Cosby gave the girls a special drink and then he pinched their noses. Yeah, they they came to and were like, oh, where am I? What are you doing? And then they just noticed him with like his thumb between his fingers going, I got your nose. <laughs> I got your nose, scoop, scop, skibbity bop. <laughs> You're never gonna tell anyone about this. <laughs> your Cosby sounds way too sinister. I think my Cosby sounds exactly as sinister as he needs to be. Yeah, that's your opinion. 
Anyway, it will be proven. It will be proven soon in courts of law. After this, so, they're they're introduced. These this is great. Of Joseph and Caesar both get their own teachers. They're gonna teach them what's up in the ways of Haman, and, and what teachers they are. Loggins and Messina. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. in, in my subtitles, they changed Loggins to Logs with two G's. But Messina's still Messina. It didn't change that yeah. one. I also like how this is another uh, Poco reference. Yep. So they're gonna send um, uh, gonna send uh, Joseph and Caesar on a highway to the danger zone. They're also like just two old timey Moroccan strongmen. Yeah. Like they got the little like little fez on, except that like their fezes are really long. Yep. One of them and, has a uh, really cool mustache. I yeah, don't remember which one that that's is. That's how I tell them apart. I think that's Messina. I believe so. Uh, but Lisa, Lisa is holding a glass of oil upside down and tosses it to Joseph, who instinctively is able to hold it without the oil dropping out. And then that's how he realizes, like, oh shit! Like I actually did get stronger and learn more from that. So he pledges himself to Lisa Lisa's teachings. And then uh, Messina and Loggins have a real good prank to pull on the two of them. Cause like they dip their finger into the oil and are able to just like pull it out. Like it's a solid object. And then they're like, yo, why don't you get closer and check this out? I'm going to do something really cool. And then just blows up the oil in both of their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically we end this episode with Messina and Logan saying they're going to pump them up. <laughs> yeah. And we get a training montage of calendars, uh, like pages from a, a calendar, like flying off. And Joseph now has seven days until the ring will dissolve. Yep. So uh, notes from director Suda on episode 16, Lisa, Lisa, Hamon coach. In this episode, Master Lisa Lisa finally makes her appearance. I liked how beautiful she was. Come come on, Suda. She has a brain. The staff were great, too. She needs Check to... out the brain on this chick. <laughs> Check out the brain on Brad! <laughs> the staff were great, too. Shinichi Machida and Manabu Akita were the animation directors, and I feel they're the best people for this series. The animation was very solid. All you other animation directors, get out of here. Forget what I said about Koike or whatever his name was. These guys, these are the best. Personally, I thought it was extremely well done, but many people commented that the action was slowed down. I was a little shocked. Perhaps it's because it's difficult to get much movement going during the hell climb pillar scenes. When Caesar starts climbing the pillar, the animation, colors, and music start to strangely match, so it was really compelling for me. No one else seemed to notice, though. Ha 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 ha. What? <laughs> Alright. I wanted to wrap up Joseph's training in a single episode, so I told the producer, I can cut it short, but since they can only appear here, I'd rather try to pack in a bunch of training scenes rather than play it safe. LOL. In parentheses. I don't know why I didn't just say laughs like the others, but okay. We managed to get it all in, even though it bled into the ending sequence. That's it. Yeah. Suda does it again. Good job, Suda. Thank you, Suda. So, 
uh, we open episode 17 with a flashback of Cars and ACDC, uh, where we find out that these uh, red stones... Oh, we we forgot to mention uh, Lisa Lisa... Oh no, we find we find that out here. Never mind. Yeah, it's um, this one. But it's it's revealed that the the red stones of a- Ajo, Asia. It's just Aja? like a- just like Asia, but with a harder J. Aju. Aja, like Aja Kong, the wrestler. The red stones of age reflect uh, reflect. I'm having a stroke. Can you call somebody? No. Please call for help. No, you're on your own. Oh no. Um. All right. Let's try to get through this then. Uh, they reflect light billions of times over and uh, can grant the stone masks more strength. Um. But unless they find the super object, uh, the spines of the mask will not be strong enough to pierce their immortal brains. Yes, I wrote that. Uh, the mass spikes push the brain of mortals to achieve new heights, but won't work for them because it needs more power. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Cars, the uh, tool man, Taylor. So they also say that it, if their brains are pierced, it will grant, uh, grant them immunity to the sun and perfect their evolution. So we kind of gather here that, like, the whole vampirism thing is sort of just a side effect of this, but it is not the intended result. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a bit where he just like tosses the mask back and there's like a pile of masks in the room. Yep. Uh, we then junk. flash forward. Yeah. Uh we flash forward uh back to Lisa Lisa. Uh, she has a maid whose name is Susie Q. Mm-hmm. That's a good reference. As, yeah. Because that's a double. Um Cause it got yeah, it is. the the song by uh, Credence and also Susie Quattro. Yeah, um, and Susie Quattro Bagina. Um, <laughs> of course, you gotta bring it back to Gundam. See, see I can free associate two. Two can play at this game. Uh, Lisa Lisa, though, is revealed to have the stone of of Asia. Asia. And it's addressed. It's, it's not that hard. It's like it... Asia. 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 I say it several times. Well, I didn't watch it. This is a bad bit. Asia? I give Asia? this bit a 4 out of 10. No, <laughs> I give this bit a 2 out of 5. It's my Adam Sessler <laughs> impression. Need a bit more of a pause between it, but... I give this bit very, very a 2. Nice. Out of five. No, it's too much. Okay, I give this bit. I give a this... two. Still too no. Still too long. It's still too long. It's still too long. It's Out still too long. No, it's too long. Well, uh, I don't believe you. We'll workshop this later. Stone of Asia. Yes, uh, it is addressed very quickly why they can't just destroy it, because, like, the first thing going through my mind during all of this was, like, just destroy the fucking stone. Like, then you don't have to deal with any of this. But uh, the stone also happens to be the only thing that can defeat the Pillarmen. Of course. Which also seems a little weird, because as we find out by the end of this episode... Or actually, no, never mind. There's a little stinger at the end of this episode that I guess maybe 
lead some credence to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but Caesar and Joseph's final task is to defeat Messina and Loggins, respectively. Yep. I'm sorry, Caesar and Joseph. Yeah, Joseph they... gets Loggins. Yes. Yeah, Caesar gets Messina. So, uh, Caesar is fighting Messina on a bunch of ropes very high up, uh, like his grandfather before him with his master Tom Petty. Mm -hmm. And uh, Joseph is below uh, near a massive pit of spikes uh, looking for Logan. A bit with the ropes, you know, it's like poetry, it rhymes. It's so dense, every frame. Yeah, there's just so much going on. Yeah, there's just so many, like, tone sheets and neon colors. You know, I feel like uh, Smokey Brown is the funniest character we've made yet. <laughs> Smokey Brown is the key to all of this. <laughs> So uh, he finds instead uh, ACDC has kicked Loggins to death. Yep, he just like kicks a hole in his chest. Yes, uh, I had wrote down here, he wrenched out his lungs. Lungs are paramount for Ripple users, also for living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joseph, for some reason, notes like, huh, he went for the lungs, oh, so he couldn't use Hamon. That's really clever. Yeah, I mean... Sure, that's one effect of it. Yeah. Also, uh, ACDC like is walking did. across this pit of spikes, and the spikes are just going through his feet. Yeah. Uh, and I noted I, here, he could have also I, just walked around the pit of spikes. Am I right that it doesn't even look like he went for the lungs? Like, it looks like he kicked him right in the heart. Oh, no, it's like dead center in the chest. Yeah. Like, so, it's not even, like, going right for the heart, because it's, like, it, the hole's big enough, it would have hit the heart, but it's still off from yeah. where you would you would go. I'm going to say that maybe, in the same way I made a defense for Zapelli's foot mirror, Joseph's real dumb, and I don't think he quite understands where the lungs are in the human body. And Joseph's not a doctor. No. Just plays one on the internet. <laughs> um... <laughs> Joseph but... starring in General Hospital. <laughs> Tim and John Stamos. Joseph is the Joseph's the Doogie Hauser of this show, man. <laughs> um, that I I know that in this show there is a lot of stuff that just sort of gets brought up and forgotten, or that just doesn't quite hit the mark, like the whole his wrist getting slit thing. Yeah, and so that's probably what the deal is with the lungs is just like. They say that's what happened, but they just fucked up while drawing it. But I'm just going to make my own headcanon here that, like, Joseph just doesn't know any better. I actually think that's pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, so, ACDC just doesn't really, like, have the time for Joseph. He's not paying attention to him again. He's just going after the stone. And that's why I noted, like, he could just walk around the spikes. He doesn't have to walk on the spikes. Uh, but he does it anyway, and Joseph jumps in front of him and uses Haman to walk on the spikes, and is like, yo, I'm going for your nose ring. Mm-hmm. He wants that antidote. Yes, He's understandably so. He's gotta have it. Uh, it's a hot new film from Spike Lee. <laughs> uh, ACDC, oh man, imagine a Spike Lee-directed episode of this. <laughs> Would it involve Jesus basketball Christ. ghosts? Yeah, the ghost of Zapelli shows up in a white tracksuit. <laughs> it's 
He just Beats gives from this the paper long for like ten minutes. Yep. Tells us what it was all about. So ACDC goes to strike Joseph, uh, but Joseph blocks it with a single finger, like piercing through his palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just passion passion of the Christ, this dude. Yep. And ACDC decides to break Joseph's hand, uh, but he leaps over ACDC, wraps uh, his forearm with a silk wire coated with oil. The other end is attached to logins, and then he channels him on through it and severs ACDC's arm. Yep. Uh, and then Joseph says he has read the art of war and knows that the first thing he learned was to kick your opponent's severed arm until it turns into bones. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Sun Tzu said. Yep. Also, there's a bit, I think, like a little bit after this, where ACDC is like, Dude, I fucking met Sun Tzu. Yeah. Sir, I knew Sun Tzu. You are no Sun Tzu. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, ACDC just starts bawling. Yes, he's like, he's crying an absurd amount, just waterfalls coming from his eyes. He's and just Joseph's yelling, like, like you're what? so mean to me. <laughs> this was like, what is this dude doing? He just has no I... idea how to react. I actually felt kind of bad for ACDC at that moment. Because, like, I thought that, like, what if ACDC's deal were that he actually just had a very childlike mentality? Like, what if he didn't understand what he was doing? And so, like, this genuinely hurt him emotionally. I mean, he ate that dynamite. Yeah. It turns out, though, like, ACDC is just doing this because he wants to prevent himself from getting angry, and so if he releases his emotions through crying, he can stop himself from getting to that point. Okay. And then Joseph's just like, this dude is insane, and I cannot read him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Is like He's like, I can't do the whole uh, Sherlock thing of, your next line is going to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh... Also, Loggins just starts to explode. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's be- just that he's that dude from near the end of Videodrome that gets <laughs> shot and just starts <laughs> fucking erupting. Yeah, it just starts forming tumors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, ACDC AC says that says, he can expel 500 yeah. degrees from himself, and that was that body heat was transferred into Loggins' corpse. Yeah. Uh, during the process, by the way, of ACDC. Ripping off Logan's arm and attaching it to his stump. Yep. And he says something like, uh, this arm's not that great, but uh, I'll get used to it. Yeah, uh, this arm is rather skinny, but it'll yeah. get strong in time. Yeah. Me make arms strong. Yeah. <laughs> um... So Joseph then throws the cracker volley at him in desperation, and ACDC splits his hand in two to avoid it? Yeah. Because I think he's, like, trying to knock Logan's arm off of him. Uh, I don't know if that's actually It might have been the other hand, though. I don't remember. Yeah. This Joseph's part also, I kind of missed what was point. going on. Like, I'm not really sure what purpose the hand splitting really served. It looked cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know what looks even cooler? Oh, no. Than that? <laughs> Is ACDC's nails, all of them, peeling back. Ugh. 
and then veins slithering out of his nail holes. Yep, just a whole bunch like of tentacles. vein tentacles. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I actually had to look away from the screen while that was going on. I have a deep aversion to anything happening to fingernails. Understandable. I'm that way with eyes. So, so, so even that in animation, I was, I like, I cannot, I can't do this, man. What if uh, ACDC lifted up his nails and then it turned out under one of the nails there was a letter? And it turns out this whole oh, time it was no. Bob. No, no, that whole thing in Twin Peaks, man. <laughs> but you really love the part in Fire Walk With Me where they actually peel up the nail. Yeah, I looked away from the screen when that was happening. The sound effects were bad enough because uh, my brain was just filling in the blanks of all this nefarious nail shit. Yep. Ugh. So we. How do you feel about Nail from Dragon back... Ball? <laughs> yeah, sure. His hitbox is only in his foot. Well, don't. But uh, but don't you love how when Piccolo absorbs him, he has that whole motivational speech of like, "Yes, yes, I can do it. I can win. I feel amazing." I, feel... <laughs> I still really love that Alex Jones edit. Where it's just him screaming about, like, muscle milk or some shit. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, no, they just edit, like, Alex Jones yelling about how amped up he is on muscle milk after absorbing nail. Great. I'll link it to you when this is done. Sounds like a pro um, click. It's real good. Uh, so we mercifully cut back to Caesar and Messina. <laughs> uh, Messina is defeated in one move. Uh, because Caesar sears off the arm or the hair on one of his arms, which shames him. Yep. Well, a no, good, it, it's a good more... macho Moroccan man knows that the most important quality of his physique is his disgusting body hair. Well, no, he does it because he's like, uh, boy, that was close. I know that if you really tried, you could obliterate me with that. So, yeah. Also, my body hair comment, nothing against Moroccan people. I just hate all body hair. We should all not have any hair at all. Well, that's just skin. no, no. Just I want, I want every human like a dolma, being to be. Dolphin? Yeah, I want every human being to be like Frank at the end of that Always Sunny episode, writhing around in on the ground covered in oil. Ugh. Ugh. I don't want anything to be like that ever, including that episode. <laughs> he just wants to be pure, Larry. <laughs> yeah. So uh Caesar immediately pulls out some binoculars because he wants to observe uh Joseph's fight and he's like That's A C D C Oh no oh, Fuck <laughs> It's a really good impression. Thank you. I spent uh, about two hours in front of the mirror last night practicing that, so glad it Glad it landed. Um, Almost as much time Joe... as I spent practicing Bane. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Which was about uh, zero seconds. Uh, so, ACDC's plan is to inject his boiling hot blood using his veins into Joseph. Uh huh. I dude's got blood like an alien. Fantastic um, plan. 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's not so like an just... alien because an alien's blood's actually acidic. His is just super hot. Super hot. Super hot. Glad I glad I inadvertently set you up for that one. Super hot. FMV of uh, real life Joseph comes on and. I don't know if people remember the original Super Hot. Now that I think yeah, about it, yeah, because there wasn't the... there wasn't any FMV in the actual final game. Such a bummer. Anyway, yeah. uh, Joseph does get hit by some of ACDC's boiling blood, uh, but his mask protects him. Uh, but he falls into the spikes, and the mask gets knocked off. And then I just have noted here: sexy lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, daddy, sexy lips. You thought Big that, that would come Joseph from, thought that is come from ready Lisa, to fight. Lisa, but no, yep. it's Joseph. <laughs> I just really liked him going like, man, you burned my sexy lips. Now I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up. They're near and dear to him. They are. Um, so anyway, my big, beautiful lipped Joseph uh, <laughs> has a plan, and it's to unthread his wool hat and uh, run the thread between the spikes, then uh, pull it to string up ACDC and zap him with Haman. Uh, but ACDC reverses his plan because he catches on and he strings his veins around the spikes to break apart the wool thread. Yep. But uh, and then we get a quick... That he done a trick. He done more magic. Yes, but, but before that... Uh, Caesar and Messina both rationalize that they need to go protect Lisa Lisa. And I feel supported to bring that up because I imagine that's going to lead into like the next episode. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. I'm not sure exactly where this happened, but I noted a quote, which is your ability to obliterate the human body is truly sickening. And I agree. <laughs> I think, I think that is, uh, when Loggins is blowing up. Yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Got that. Noted. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, we, we cut back then to Joseph, uh, who starts laughing with his arms crossed and eyes closed because, as he puts it, this is a victory laugh. Yeah. You know. And then why don't you explain what he does? Because I know, much like Joseph, you are a fan of illusion. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, I went to see Penn and Teller. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Well, it was because I was a big fan of their Sega CD game. But... <laughs> I didn't know anything else they had done. I didn't know they were magicians. I I just thought Desert Bus was great. Yeah, you just thought they were going to drive a bus around the whole show. Yeah. Maybe, uh... Oh, well, and I did really like Penn and Teller Get Killed. I mean, it's a great movie. I mean, I mean, dude, Penn shoots Teller at the end of their Vegas show, so... Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Teller. He's, (laughs) He's like Jesus Christ, though. He comes back to life all the time. That's the real magic. Yeah. Anyway, he did the loop in such a way that uh, it's kind of one of those optical illusions where it looks like a single line, but in fact, you could cut one part of it and the rest of it would still be intact. And so then he pulls the rest of the line that wasn't cut around him and messes ACDC up. ACDC's mind was freaked Yes In fact Well except then his mind is going to do Some freaking of his own <laughs> Yes 
uh, ACDC's body is destroyed down to the bone. And Joseph is like, well, that's that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead back to Lisa Lisa now. Uh, but boy, is my back tired from fighting that dude. And we get a shot of ACDC's brain and a bunch of tentacles coming out of the brain and it's latched itself onto Joseph's back. <gasps> but Shocking. Uh, should should be noted here, uh, because he did defeat ACDC, he has earned the first antidote. Yes. And he mentions that he's not sure if it's just because it's coming out of a nose ring, but it sure looks like snot. Uh, and he's right. Yeah. Uh, and we do get a little thing reminding us that in six days' time, the other wedding ring will dissolve. This was uh, this was the one in his throat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wamu's is the which, one on the heart. Which he kind of like rubs his throat a bit and is like, "Oh, I think it's gone." Uh, which leads me to believe that like he felt that thing around his trachea the entire time, and I can't imagine that kind of discomfort. Yeah, especially since you know. The whole thing with breathing being integral to Haman. Yeah. yeah. It's uh but hey, no mask, no ring. Now he's ready Joseph's to roll. Probably, yeah. Ready to fuck dudes up. So uh we get a little preview of the next episode at the end of this one too, and there's a bit with like Susie Q kind of falling over and she's covered in blood. I haven't been watching the next time things. I've I've been watching them. Because I listen to all of roundabout <laughs> every time you know the old you know the old native american saying use every part of the roundabout yeah use every part of the steve howe yeah <laughs> look it's a 12 minute long song don't let any of it go to waste well like nine minute minutes of it is just keyboard solo hell yeah it is <laughs> so i don't know if that does mean that suzy q is going to die in the next episode but like I kind of got into this when we did the second episode of this podcast, and I mentioned it a bit in this, how it is a little weird that there's not a lot of female roles in this, and it's kind of apparent, and it's not, like, completely halting my enjoyment. I'm not sitting here going, like, wow, fuck this show! Oh, here we go with your SJW stuff again. <laughs> no, I was just saying, right. like, I was hoping that, that we'd get more out of Suzy Q, because I really like that name. Like, to let that go to waste like you would with, um, with Reverend Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the unfortunate thing to me here, too, is that, like, oh, it would have been cool to have, like, have her doing something, but it seems like she's probably just going to get murked. Yeah. Yeah, it happens to so. everybody eventually. Yeah, but th this, the... The thing about JoJo's I'm noticing is you get a lot of characters who, like, thought was put into their design, and they die immediately. Yeah. It's life, like the, man. The, the crazy racist in the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Donovan slash Dono Bang. Dono Bang! Um, I mean, he we wasn't get... super crazy looking. Like, he had a weird chin and a tongue and everything, but... There was still thought put into his design. Yeah. Um, but to to work off of that, the title of this next episode is like Stroheim Returns. Spoilers. Yes. So, um, one character who I thought that we had seen the end of is apparently going to show back up again. I don't know how that dude got blown up with a grenade. 
He did? Like, I don't know if they're going to mercenary tow this dude or something. Mm. I think I'm on to something. Mayhap. I think I might be on to something. Uh, but why don't you read from your book? Okay. Episode 17, The Deeper Plan. Taizo Yoshida, who directed episode 15, was the storyboard artist for this episode. Hey, it's our guy again. The who Yoshida. he said who before he said was the best, and then the last time he was like, "Nah, these other guys are the best." Episode fifteen. Everyone's was... everyone is the best to shoot to Suda. That's just the kind of guy he is. Suda, yeah, he's a suck up. Yep. Episode fifteen was finished quickly, and this one was finished quickly too. That helped out a lot. As for the story, the ACDC fight was the main event. Honestly, we struggled with it because there was so much to do. In terms of direction and animation, it was a very difficult episode. Yuta Takamura, the episode director, worked his tail off. Not only did we need skilled animators, we were doing things that regular anime series don't do. There probably aren't that many that require you to draw so many veins. Ha ha ha. I put some oh thought boy. into what colors to use for the scenes in this episode. Since our multiple fights in the same location, it was very important to choose the right colors for each scene, but with the finishing touches in place, I thought it all turned out well. The way ACDC says, Sukiri, I feel better now, was so good. Keiji Fujiwara, who played ACDC, gave us a strange yet wonderful performance. Ha ha ha. I agree, that dude rules. Yeah, he really does. Also, uh, I mean, he's a brain, so I don't think we've seen the last of him, thankfully. Yeah. Also, we showed Suzy Q much earlier than the manga did. Episode 18 is the episode which concerns her the most, but if she just suddenly appeared, people would be wondering who she was. So we have her appear here and emphasize that she was Lisa Lisa's servant. So if it's going to concern her, I'm assuming we're, she's going to actually be like doing stuff then, at least until the point where she dies. Maybe. Alright. I hope so. Again, I I kind of liked her character design, and that name is dope. So I would really like to see more of Susie Q in this. Yeah. I also want to see, like, Lisa Lisa fuck up some dudes. Like, I always love in these sort of things, like what you had with Sapelli in Phantom Blood, like getting to see the master actually go and do some, like, actual fighting. Yeah. Or, so, like, uh, when you get to see Yoda fight Lisa, in the prequels. That's I what take back everything about. that I said. No, I would like to retract that. Edit that out. <laughs> no, it, no, it's no, their own record. You, you, you love yes. Yoda. You love when uh, Emperor Palpatine does the Psycho Crusher. It's the first time you really get to see him whip out that little lightsaber of his and go to town. Uh. Anyway, next Ugh. time. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do the? five episodes this time or next time i feel like uh the end of the season we're probably going to have a lot more to talk about that was what i so was it might be better yeah to do just get the five episodes out of the way and just do it first so. okay the next time we'll be doing episodes 18 through 22 and Trichy, by the way, I just wanted to watch more JoJo. Well, we're going to get through it all eventually. So that's uh, Von Stroheim's Revenge Through a True Warrior. 
And that's the assignment for next time. Alrighty. Um, everybody go do your homework. Yeah. Don't skip out. You'll have to go to summer JoJo school. Oh man, but that sounds like fun. Oh, it sounds like so much fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, skip out on it. It's gonna be Give the me JoJo, JoJo Breakfast detention. Club. <laughs> oh man, that sounds even better. Yeah. Molly Ringwald will be there. Now you're talking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.